Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our Father, who art in heaven. Seriously? What the actual f***? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! There, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just realized my mic was nowhere near you when I was interviewing you. Was... <laughs> because you're a stoner. Because you're the biggest stoner in the world. How do you guys, how do you let this guy out of the studio, really? <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> Bravo! I am, if I wasn't driving, I'd give you a standing ovation. I almost crashed my car. Well played. Bravo! Good work, everybody. Take the rest of the day. Our job is weird, but it's also boring. Or sweetgames.com. And now. I gotta tell you something. I like being racist. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is uh, 537. It's Tuesday, the 28th of August. Uh, the president is on the phone. Enrique. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. We just, we just got to get the president of Mexico on the phone here. Just, just take a second. Okay. I didn't realize we were yeah, doing you that. You can hook him up. Mm-hmm. You tell me what. Just try to get him on the speakerphone here. Just stand by. Oh, he is? Okay. It's a big thing. A lot of people waiting. Yep, a lot of people are a lot of people are waiting. We just get this thing hooked up. We can have a conversation. How many Hello? pictures do these guys need of this? I don't know. It's just a guy at a desk with a phone. Right. Do uh, you want to uh, put that on this phone, please? By the way, Hello? this is every person ever tried to set up a speakerphone. Oh, agreed. Ever. Be helpful. It would be very helpful. <laughs> I think you're right about the photos, Kevin. Right? How many? I mean, they got a thousand of this one. Yeah. Oh, wait. Here he comes. Thank you. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. Kevin, I know you don't uh, watch the news. Uh, I can't. I can't remember why. Why is it you don't watch the news? I don't watch the news because I'm a kid. That's right. But tell me you saw the, the mashups yesterday of that with the Veep theme and that with the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. I did theme. not. Oh, my it. gosh. Love it's it. great. And it's no no fault of the president's. Like I said, that's everybody ever <laughs> trying to set up a speakerphone call. It's just it's almost impossible. You're just sitting there just waiting for anyone to help. It is something that we do a lot as a society, and none of us can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is odd. I mean, even even our boss. How many meetings have we been in where oh. they've they've tried to thread somebody else into the call? Yeah, we always gamble on it. Is right. he going to be able yeah. to do it? Nope. Or, or are we going to lose everybody? Right, everybody on the line. <laughs> it's, a po- it's not a possible thing to do. No, so and we I don't know stop why. Trying it, and then I just I saw the guy who runs, you know, from out, from out of frame. The you know the geek. No offense, IT guys, but, you know, you're the smartest people in the room when it comes to this sort of technology. You know, the guy runs over and figures out a way to make it happen. But, uh, you know, thank God for those people. Yeah, no kidding. Right? 
So that's yeah. that guy for the president. What pressure? <sighs> yeah. How many has he gone through? Of those saying, people, yeah, one that's, a day, yeah, because um, no one can do it. Mm-mm. Yeah, and especially, I mean, you know, you've got another world leader on the line who's also mm. sitting there going, "Right, what the f? Can somebody I'm help trying, me? Trying to make a phone call." <laughs> He's here. saying on his end, <laughs> right? Can somebody help me? <laughs> all right, I need to uh, throw myself under the bus right now. Oh, all right. We've all experienced a great deal of shame in recent days. Really, this week has been the most embarrassing week for the Kevin and Bean Show in a long time, I can think. Hmm. Um, Dave, for instance, he watched the Logan Paul boxing match on YouTube. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, he told us that. Secret time. Oh, wait, he it's just, it's only it. Monday. Yesterday was only Monday. Yeah, I'm know. concerned. I right? know. <laughs> we found out yesterday that Allie had no idea what a television antenna looked like. Wow. And, th- and that was a shameful moment. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dave right. was embarrassed. Okay. Right. okay. You were embarrassed? I get okay. it. Kevin yesterday had to hear what we hear all the time, which is him do an interview, when we played back the tape of his questions to Matthew Perry and Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. And as you heard those, Kevin, I'm sure there was shame. Of course. You thought, Especially why? Lisa Kudrow. I don't know why she was still on the phone. Yeah, right. If I'm her, I'm like, I'm only hearing half the words. I'm going to hang up and redial. Where's that guy? Can help me. <laughs> you heard that interview and you thought, how am I allowed to talk to stars? Correct. Because that question. What'd you do? It, I, I've just come out with it. Yeah, use your, use your words, Bean. It's, just rip just, the Band-Aid off. Just, it's just easier if I just say it. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I have an update on the... Uh, on the this the smoke detector. Um, okay, who's still doing that? Is the I, um, funniest thing ever. I was in New Orleans. You know, I'm in New Orleans most of the time, and about half the time in the summer because my wife won't be here because it's too hot. Okay, we talked about that. So I was here for I don't know two. Week, it was either two or three weeks. I can't remember last month. Yep, and it and it was chirping all. Okay, mm-hmm. the entire time I was here, every twenty seconds, twenty four hours a day. Yeah, and we talked about all the steps that I went through with the reset button and with changing the battery. And uh, you know, somebody suggested you gotta, um, you know, you gotta take it off, you gotta hold it down, and like really, you know, wind it down, get everything, make it completely dead, and then set it back up. And then people said you got, oh, you gotta turn the power off at the breaker. So I tried all of those things. Okay. And then I thought, well, thank God I'm going back to Seattle to visit the wife. So I was gone for two weeks. And Kevin, you have been doing nothing but looking forward to me coming back to New Orleans. Because, because I knew, knew. It was, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. So um, Saturday, I walked into the house. And the first thing I heard, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm, I'm back in hell. Because... Oh, it's so weird it didn't fix itself while you were right? gone. I know. Usually right? you just give them oh, enough bizarre. space. Yeah. They'll fix themselves. Especially since it's, you know, like all modern smoke detectors, it's hardwired. So the battery is really just the backup, okay? Right. But it does chirp to let you know that the battery needs to be changed. Right. So I called the alarm company. Um, I sat through it all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And when I go to bed at night, you know, it's chirping all night when it's already quiet. And I close all the doors to the bedroom and I listen to some music as I try to go to sleep because I just, I can't, I just don't want to hear it anymore. And it has gotten to the point where it's starting to drive me crazy. 
So I called the alarm company yesterday and I said, I got this error code number 25. Is there anything you guys, do you have some, some sort of a hookup with a, you know, installation people or with a repair? I don't know if this is part of the alarm system because it's smoke detector, but is there anything you can do to help? And he says, well, number 25, I'm looking at it right here and it just says it's low battery. And I said, I know that's what it says, but I've changed the battery twice and I'm telling you it's still chirping. So I set up an appointment to come out today. The guy's coming out today. Okay. Why didn't you do this day two? That's a good question. So yesterday, <laughs> so yesterday, I'm out at the uh, wall at the Walgreens alley, following your uh, lead in great news yesterday. Buying a postcard for our little uh, Aspen to send to in Oklahoma, little sure. girl with leukemia. Yeah. And I thought, hey, while I'm here, what's the downside of buying another nine volt battery? Because I'm already at the drugstore and I'm going home. Why don't I get another 9-volt battery? I mean, just in case. Those batteries do sit around a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they're bad when you buy Sometimes them. Sometimes they're bad, but I had put in two batteries that right. were right out of the packages. But what are the chances? But you're there, so why not? Why not? So I bought a 9-volt battery, and I came home, and I walked immediately upstairs to the smoke detector, and I put it in, and the goddamn thing went quiet. <laughs> For a month and a half, all it needed was a new battery. Bean, remember when I said, what if... Shut up, Allie. Okay. All right. You're a fool. You're an idiot. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't know what antenna looks like, but whatever. I said, put the battery to your tongue. See if there's any juice in it. Why would I do that? No one does that. That's not how you test batteries. <laughs> you idiot! You're God an idiot. Damn it. You're a full-on idiot. <laughs> Look, I can't I can't deny that because it's true because I suffered. I to- I was tortured. Yeah. Tortured. Mm-hmm. I was I was going insane yeah. from hearing this thing every 20 seconds. Idiot. Kevin said, "Just sell the house." He said, yeah. "I mean, it's no, gotta move. There's no coming back. You just have to move." So I put the new battery in, and then I had to call the alarm company back and go, "Hey, that appointment I set up." An Unbelievable. Is there any way I can just cancel? All right, now let me ask you about this. So, so the first time you changed the batteries, you put in an existing battery that you had bought. That's right. right. Okay, so then you thought, "What if that battery's bad? Where did mm-hmm. you get the next battery that you replaced?" Next with? battery was in the uh, in the cabinet in the kitchen. Still in the yep. cabinet, though. See? Tools and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, but, but not no a store. Bat- but no battery in this house can be more than two and a half years old because that's what I bought the house. So, and those batteries are supposed to last a lot longer than that. Yeah, but they go bad. They really do go bad way more mm. than they should. Uh, apparently so. Apparently, I have learned that lesson. I so. feel like there is an upside, though. Oh, because please tell me. It, I need some. I need something. Did you not um, have a nice conversation with your alarm people? You now know that they're responsive. That's a new mm-hmm. relationship. Number one. <laughs> That's what Bean wants is more relationships. Number two, <laughs> you bought a can of uh, air compressor, correct? Uh, yes, uh, that was one of the. Uh, I forgot about that. That's one of the things I tried to try right. to blow it out in case there was just dust on the lens, and that's why it was chirping. Right now, you've got a can of of air for for uh, to clean his computer, whatever he needs it for. Huff, he doesn't huffing. have to worry about sure, that. Sure, huffing. Okay. Number three. Okay, you're stretching, but okay. You're, oh, I am number three. God, you're dumb. That. Uh-huh. It, but you're now going to have the best sleep of your life because there's there's no problem in the house anymore. But don't you think when he crawls in bed? Today or tonight, mm-hmm. he's gonna think how sure is quiet. Yeah, 
That sure did go on for three weeks, not <laughs> counting the time I was gone. <laughs> right. And it was just about her. Yeah, it no, was... he's a complete idiot, and everything I said is just to make him feel better, but he shouldn't. He should feel shame. Nice try. Uh, ma'am, your thoughts? Oh, Jesus, Dean. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there you go. So now we've all had, you're right, it's only Tuesday, but we've all had an embarrassing and shameful week. You're yes. a miracle. That's unreal. We're all I miracles. I know. Yeah. It's incredible that we're able to get dressed and get to work in the morning and do a radio show. All right, let's talk about what we're going to try and do today. All right, mister, what do you think you're doing? Tipping. Yes? I'm, I'm yes, against no. it. You're against it. I am. All I right. do it frequently and well, but you're I'm angry. An, I'm an excellent tipper, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's a broken system. Oh, so does I Jim Jeffries? I think it's too. Incon- I think it's too inconsistent and unfair. I think pay a pay a person a salary. All right, we'll get into that later on this morning. Uh, we have animal stories on the program today. Yeah, your parents are paying you to do something that you're not doing anymore. For example, college. I love oh, this. Oh God. I've got a letter somebody wrote to the Washington Post and said, I'm at four years now of my parents thinking I'm going to college, and they're uh, they're getting ready to start asking when I'm graduating, and I don't know how to break it to him. And he honestly asks in the letter to the advice columnist, should I just move away not a, and have them worry about me so that they're so relieved when I get back that they won't be mad at me for lying about four years of not going to college? All right, having heard only those details, mm-hmm. those parents are dumb. Four years. Four, Four years. years. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. come on. Hey, can I visit you at the campus this weekend, honey? I mean, oh, you know what? This is a bad weekend. My uh, <laughs> fire alarm is going off, and I need to buy a battery. <laughs> I don't know if that needs to be. An in-depth, uh, I did a real deep dive into the wheel of cheese, mm. which oh, I, I love. Wait. Yeah. Allie's been a fan for years. Thank I don't know anything you. about it. So great. excited. So great. Uh, the world's worst bride on the program today? Ooh. Yes. No argument. And uh, Petros Papadakis is on the show as well. He's talking USC and UCLA football. It's that time of year. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. Hey, uh, Allie, it's a Tuesday morning, 5.55. What's happening? Well, as most of you know, we mentioned it yesterday. Today is the day that Starbucks releases their pumpkin spice latte. People are losing their minds. It's a very exciting time. That's odd I, uh, to me that people are losing their minds as much as they like it. Mm-hmm. They do know that it's come out so much earlier this year mm-hmm. that they're going to have two and a half months. Right, but they haven't had it? one. They haven't right. tasted one right. since January. Right. So that's why they're losing their minds is because, like, I saw candy corn in the store yesterday, and I was just over oh, the moon. You're like, oh. I was so excited, so excited. It's this time of year, I think pe- people people love it. Isn't it crazy? People like things. <laughs> uh, Allie, I was watching the uh, had the news on this morning, and I think, please don't quote me, I could be wrong, but I think they said they have sold over 300 million pumpkin spice Starbucks uh, coffees uh, worldwide. I or, wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. And they're good. I'm not a, I, we've talked about this, I'm not a pumpkin person. I don't yeah. like the taste of it. I love the smell of it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the taste of it, ooh. Not for me. But Allie, you know what? That, I mean, uh, Chip, pull that for me. I, I like the smell of it, but I don't like the taste of it. Not All right. Me. Got it. Uh, see what pull you did. Uh, but here's the thing. P- 
people are going to say today, oh, you're so basic, you're so white, you're putting on your Uggs and you're going to have your pumpkin spice latte. Let people be basic. Let people enjoy things. It's fine, right? It's fine. Right, agreed. Granted, um, I mean, the East Coast is having a heat wave. But places like Montana, it's snowing. So So all of the people in Montana... They should enjoy it. Right. Maybe more than the people that are sweating bullets drinking it. But just saying, I want to wish everybody a happy Pumpkin Spice Day. Also, uh, National Bowtie Day. I see that's trending on Twitter. National. Bowtie? Bowtie Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Paul Feig, bowtie guy? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm trying to think who else these days is still sporting a bowtie. Uh, Sciencey guy. Oh, yeah, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sciencey guy. Yeah. I speak, Allie. <laughs> Thank Good. you so much. Thank you. Remember yesterday we talked about the man that rushed the stage after the Beyonce and Jay-Z show? Yep. Decided he just wanted to go up there, follow them backstage. And the backup dancers were like, oh, no, you're not going to. They stopped him. The guy was released with just a citation and it was issued for disorderly conduct. But now the police are like, oh, no, no, don't worry. We found him. The man in question, his 26-year-old. Anthony Charles Thomas Maxwell. He's got four first names, so nothing right. good will come of this man. Right. But he's currently being charged with simple battery. Battery? Yeah. Bean should be charged with simple battery. <laughs> what did he do on the stage that was simple battery? Uh, probably Push. flailing and pushing. Flailing. A, a kickball change, trying to keep up with the dancers. I don't know. Okay. And he's got a wooden hand, if I remember correctly. I don't think that is correct. Mm. No. Wrong guy? No, wrong guy. I wouldn't be surprised if Beyonce and Jay-Z hire backup dancers that are all like former Mossad or something. <laughs> you know, they, that's the security team as well. Like, they're ready to they're spring. black belts. Yeah, ready to spring into action. In the you event. know all those black belt dancers? Mm-hmm. Well... Just saying, they. I think they have a, a security bubble. All those Mossad dancers. <laughs> and why Mossad? I don't know. That just seems like you. You. You have skills. You have great skills or something. Okay. Don't they always, Kevin? You know, you watch a lot of those shows about, yes, uh, many. about security and the military and stuff like that. Yeah. Aren't the, uh, the Mossad is the is at the is top of the line? It's very well security, respected. Right? Yes, very, very well respected. Yes. That was my point. Yes, but but dancers. I mean, it's put that it's, not, it's not likely, but Allie, the way Allie told the story made it sound right. like the dancers are the ones who jumped in and protected mm-hmm. the stars. That's what yeah. some people are saying. Right. Okay. And, and video. And the video. Of, yeah, that's kind of part of it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know Kevin watched a lot of movies about security. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awful, Kevin. <laughs> it does sound super boring, you know, situation. <laughs> <laughs> and would you believe that the last blockbuster, which is in Bend, Oregon, by the way, has come out with their own beer? They've partnered with Ten Barrel Brewing Company to bring a new beer to nostalgic cinephiles. The beer is labeled a black ale with nuances of red licorice. Why? Yeah. And how does that... That's mm. interesting. But the how only... does that blockbuster exist? Yeah. Bend is not a small town. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's in you know a, a location where it's impossible to get internet so nobody can stream so they can only rent DVDs. Right. Why does that one store still exist? Even the one in Alaska closed down. Yeah, the two in Alaska closed their doors in July. So this hmm. is the only one. I don't how know do how... How do they stay in business? With beer. Okay. They make yeah. beer. That's yeah. smart, maybe. Absolutely. Best and idea. You think about it. It's Oregon. 
home of the microbrew. Mm-hmm. So then you combine your love of movies and renting movies mm-hmm. with the, with the beer. It makes perfect sense. I like it. It makes no sense. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Some birthdays for you. Jennifer Coolidge, Jason Priestley, Army Hammer, Florence Welch, Shania Twain, and a man that did some serious damage to this building's bathroom, Mr. Jack Black. Happy birthday. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Very excited about this. I, I always love learning about something that I know nothing about. And I feel like I'm odd man out here because Allie apparently has been a fan of this for years. Kevin, you recently got into it. And, oh. I, and I want to hear all about it. I've loved cheese rolling since the first video I saw. <laughs> cheese rolling. Cheese rolling <laughs> is a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the uh, the race where you carry your wife, that's in Finland. That's well known as a Finnish thing. Where is cheese rolling done? It is in uh, England. Okay. And it's the exact same hill every single time. Yeah. Okay. And it's been going on for over 200 years. <laughs> is uh, Is it based on some sort of historical event? No one knows because there's no organizing body. It's like the cheese rolling Illuminati. I don't know. I went into a deep dive and I was looking for play-by-play like you can find with all other weird sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's at least organized and they have organizers and they have, if they broadcast it, they have play-by-play, whatever. This doesn't have that. It's just a bunch of idiots mm-hmm. going up to the top of a hill that's way, way, way too steep to run down. Yeah. And then they just roll a roll of cheese down and everybody mm-hmm. runs after it and kills themselves. Yeah. Yeah, like when we did uh, the the spotlight on uh, chess boxing recently, they were able to show where it began. Right. Who's the guy who started it and how it grew and what the organization is and how the matches are and what the rules are and everything like that. But this is just all willy-nilly people running after yes. cheese. It's the weirdest thing I've you ever know, seen. I hate anything that's willy-nilly. I know, but I think you would love this. Um, <laughs> this is basically, there's a dude with a bullhorn. This is the whole organization. A dude with a bullhorn and a wheel of cheese. And he pushes the wheel of cheese down the hill and then he gives the signal for everybody to run after it. <laughs> And there's a crowd of, I don't know, 15,000 people. Mm -hmm. People come from all over the world to this. After the first time they put it up on YouTube, Mm -hmm. people saw it like Allie did and I did. And they were like, I'm in. Yeah. And from Brazil, like from all different places. Why didn't other countries start their own wheel of cheese? Celebration. I mean, it's cheese Why rolling, all first of all. Okay, right? cheese rolling. Okay. Right. God, have some respect. Don't I be mean, insulting, if, for if God's sake, man. Why go to Alien? You can just start your own cheese roll. Because it's such an awesome thing. That's why. Okay. It's such an awesome thing. This is the uh, winner from last year talking about, and this is a guy who won it two years in a row. So there's actually winners and losers in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you win, what do you think you win? The cheese? The cheese roll. Mm-hmm. That's correct. This is uh, asking the winner why he was doing it. He won it for a reason this year. Same as last year, um, for NKH for Arthur. Um, he's my nephew. He's got a life-limiting disease. Okay, so you can't really understand him very well, but his nephew has a life-limiting disease. Aww. So he's trying to raise money by running down a steep hill chasing cheese. <laughs> how? Um, how um, hold on. I just auctioned one of the cheeses last year. They went for 200 pounds. Um, and I'll be cutting this one up, and it'll be going to, like, some of go to Acorns Trust. It's awesome that mm-hmm. he's doing that and trying his yeah. best to yeah. raise money, but I don't know, Kickstarter? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's a lot safer. 
How do you win? Run fastest down the hill? Yes, it's a it's a finish line. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. I thought if you caught caught the wheel of cheese, mm-hmm. maybe you won. No, it has nothing to do with it. You just get across the finish line. Okay. But it's not easy to get down the hill in that speed. Right. It's insane because it's way, way, way too steep. Yeah. It's like a black diamond if you're if you're just an intermediate skier. Yeah. You're either going to fall head first or mm-hmm. you're going to slide down on your butt. Those are the only two safe ways to yeah. do it. And if you do fall and roll, uh, you know, ass over head, this, that increases your speed. I mean, in a way, that's a winning strategy, right? Well, I, I guess, as long as you don't care about your body. Right. <laughs> so I couldn't figure out exactly where it came from or how it works. So I went to National Geographic, and they had a special where they featured the cheese roll. And this is their very, very dry announcer telling us all about the cheese rolling. Cheese rolling started about 200 years ago. And I just want to bring that up. 200 years ago. This has been going on since the 1800s. And I would like to point out that Kevin has put more time into this than any vote he's ever cast in a single election in this country. That's because I keep up with voting, B. Right. (laughs) Okay. So here she is. Cheese rolling started about 200 years ago in the English town of Brockworth. First, the competitors come together at the top of Cooper's Hill. Then someone pushes a very large wheel of cheese down the hill. I love how she's just reading it straight like it's completely normal. Totally a Mm -hmm. news story. Then somebody (laughs) pushes a wheel of cheese down the hill. How do you not laugh when you say that? (laughs) And after that, the competitors run after it. The cheese rolls down the hill at more than 60 kilometers per hour. The first person to arrive at the bottom wins. What's the prize? The wheel of cheese, of course. They take it like such a straight news mm-hmm. story. Yeah. All right, so now that it got out on YouTube and people are coming from all over the world, the police step in and uh. they say, whoa, 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 everybody. Somebody's going to get hurt. There's liability. There's uh, lawsuits. Down with the popo on this right, one. Right, right. But they entirely stopped it for one year <gasps> because, and this is my favorite part, they tried to find the organizers and they couldn't. <laughs> The police were told there are no organizers. It's just a thing we all meet at the top of the hill and do. Right. It, clearly, there has to be somebody that organizes when it's happening or how or something. I think it's just known that it's, isn't it the spring bank holiday? So it's the same time now every year. So you just mm-hmm. meet up there. But say- you think in 200 years, there's no one in charge of anything? I'm sure there's... An email blast. Right, sure. But the police couldn't find who was behind it. Well, they're not good at their job. Which is awesome. So somehow the cheese rolling community is able to keep themselves anonymous. And now the police don't know what to do because they can't go after the the organizers. Right. So they go after the cheesemaker that makes the wheel of cheese. Yes, sir. Yes. And so this guy goes and interviews the cheesemaker about the police threatening all of the lawsuits of all of the people who get injured on the guy who makes the cheese. And this is him. Last year, they came to anyone who could be deemed an organizer, us because we make and supply the cheese. Uh-huh. And All right, where do you think this is going to go, Bean? Last year they came, they said, we're going to, anybody that's considered an organizer, we're going to. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think this guy has any liability whatsoever. He doesn't make cheese specifically for this event. He makes cheese to sell to customers and somebody decides to use it for this Agreed, event. Agreed, but, but the police came to him and said that specifically. We're okay, going to hold you responsible. 
Yeah, this is like this is the old argument about should the gun makers be responsible for how the people who bought the guns use them? Correct. Uh, I can't imagine where he's going with this. Said that we would be held liable for any injuries. The biggest risk to modern life is um, is litigation, isn't it? Mm. And, and that that is what will stop anyone doing anything at, at the end of the day. That dude said, "You know what? No, I'm making a cheese roll." That dude stood up to the police. Good for him. Mm -hmm. And said, I'm still making the cheese, dude. Sorry. In America, the way they get around this is they refuse to issue permits. They don't allow you, even though we have freedom of assembly in this country, they just don't allow you to have more than a certain number of people in a location without prior approval. That's how they would stop it. And this is 15,000 people. Yeah. So the cops shut down traffic. They closed the road. In an attempt to stop this from happening. Come on. And these two guys that were going to the cheese roll, and I have two more clips. These two guys that were going to find the cheese rolling, they found a bus that seemed to be going in that direction, so they jumped on it. We found a bus that's running to the, the hill, but basically the cops have shut down traffic on the road, and so everybody's piling into this one double decker bus. It's crazy. It's like it's a very international crowd. Everybody's super young, and there's lots of Japanese here. There weren't only Japanese, there were Brazilians, Canadians, Spaniards, a ton of Aussies, and an envoy of Dutchmen on a special mission. The Dutchmen on a special mission had a roll of Gouda because they heard that the cheese roll guy might be in trouble. Smart. Brought his own cheese. So he brought a wheel for them to use. Nice. So there's no organizers. It's been going on for 200 years. The police are trying to shut it down and can't. Mm. Kevin has never known more about one topic in his life. That is true, and I'm (laughs) fine with it. And here, finally, because there's no announcers, there's no television crews, there's no anything. Here's a little play-by-play by by Ozzy Man. Remember him? Yes. Yeah, so he'll take a a look at the actual video. I put it on my uh, Twitter at the Kevin Ryder, R-Y-D-E-R. And uh, this is him doing play-by-play for the cheese rolling. It's that time of year again. It's the cheese rolling championship in the UK. This guy has it perfectly under control. Yep, now nah, there goes the cheese. A pack of determined kids are battling to get their hands on it. This Sheila is breaking away in the front. She's implemented a loose rag doll. I don't give a f- about my spine and neck strategy. I mean, uh, just like uh, a... just crazy head over heels. She's out of control 100%. Yeah, it sounds brutal. This fella has been inspired by Tom Cruise doing his own stunts, and I think he's knocked himself out. He was knocked out. Do you know what day it is, mate? Any idea? Not a clue. I can hear this hill singing the Foo Fighters. Done, done, and I'm on to the next one. Done, done, and I'm on to the next one. Is that wanker there wearing Speedos? Yes. This f***ing nutcase here is the one to beat, though. Oh, there's Deadpool. I wouldn't be surprised if the Fox marketing team genuinely sent him here. It was actually a guy in a Deadpool costume. Awesome. So so these people dress up like the Boston Marathoners. Yeah, Not as much, but yeah, yeah. there are a few people there that this do it. This bloke in the yellow is beating the cheese. Do you catch it? Do you beat it? I have no idea. <laughs> he was running past the cheese roll. And like, who? There's no rules, so... Are you supposed to stop because you're ahead of it or, or oh, grab no. it? Oh, no. You just want to be the first one down. Yeah, you don't want to be offsides, Kevin. I see where you're going. <laughs> right. Oh, this mad bastard has also implemented the I don't give a f about my neck and spine strategy. His backpack decides to go solo and comes to a stop. That is a smart backpack that values its life.
This here is the look of a cheese athlete who needs a knee reconstruction. This guy's just scooting down on his butt just little by little. He's playing it safe. He knows he can get cheese on special at the supermarket. There's no need to break any bones. I mean, come on. Right? Cheese rolling. I feel like maybe next year. We need to go. We need to go and cover this. I love it. Yes. Bean? You guys have fun. You should run it. Yes. (laughs) Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Allie, I've been very much looking forward to hearing about the worst bride in the world ever. I mean, we all know brides that lose their minds during the process of getting married. Yeah, we call them bridezillas. Bridezillas. They're just, they're tough to be around. They make everything difficult. This woman, I thought, there's no way it's real because she is so out of her mind. But apparently she is. It was we all shared. doubted. It, we yeah, all it doubted. It sounded like yeah. it was fake. Like the, like this was some sort of a parody of a bride misbehaving badly to her own bridesmaids. But they yes. exaggerated too much, and no one's going to believe it, except for it's real. It is real. It was shared <laughs> on a wedding shaming group on Facebook. First of all, there's one of those, right? Who knew? I mean, come on. <laughs> but someone took screenshots and put them on Twitter, and that's kind of how it gained some traction. So, it's a very long post. I'll leave a bunch of it out. I just want to give you some of the highlights. Okay. Here's how she starts. This is from the bride herself. The bride herself. Okay. Dear friends, comes with great sadness that I'm announcing the cancellation of our wedding. I apologize for canceling only four days beforehand. Unfortunately, we've broken up due to some recent and irreparable problems. After hours of tears, mental exhaustion, even disassociation, I've come to this decision. Here's where she lets everyone know what's going to be happening in her life. Okay. In one hour after posting this status, I'm going to delete my Facebook Social media has caused me paranoia and toxicity. I'm going to be spending these next two months backpacking in South America, exploring my soul, ridding myself of toxic energy brought on by my friends and family, the ones I thought I could trust the most. When I'm ready, I may make a new Facebook and add friends and family that haven't effing stabbed me in the back. (laughs) Before I begin this mini novel, I invite all of you, including the see you next Tuesdays who have ruined my marriage and life and put yourself in my shoes for once let me take the stage and let me voice the most painful few months of my life how I I want to know how her wedding guests ruined her life and she broke up with her fiance over this yeah she goes on to explain how they met they dated 
they had a child together in their early 20s, and then they saved up $15,000 for a wedding. Okay. But then she realized, that's not my dream wedding. My dream wedding costs $60,000. So they waited until they could come up with that much? No, no. Borrowed they from Paris? scaled down and just went with the $15,000 wedding because their future together is what's more important than one day ceremony? All we asked was for a little help from our friends and family to make it happen. Oh, they asked for help. I'm going to put emphasis on words that she spells in all caps. Okay. I specifically, I mean specifically, (laughs) asked for cash gifts. How could we have our wedding that we dreamed of without proper funding? (laughs) Here's where it gets nuts. We'd sacrificed so much and only asked each guest to give around $1,500. What? $1,500? $1,500. Did you say every guest? Each guest. Holy crap. We talked to a few people who even promised us more to make our dream wedding come true. My maid of honor, who shall not be named, pledged $5,000 along with her planning services. We tearfully thanked and accepted. My ex's family offered to contribute three thousand. So our request for fifteen hundred for all other guests was not effing out of the ordinary. Wow. Like we made it clear if you couldn't contribute, you weren't invited to our exclusive wedding. It's a once in a lifetime party. Oh my <gasps> god. See, that's an easy out for me, because you want fifteen hundred, I'm not coming. No, Fine. Absolutely. No Done. worries. So we sent out our RSVPs. And only got eight people who replied and sent us a check. We she were... had eight people who sent her fifteen hundred dollars. Unbelievable! Right? Unbelievable! By the way, I just want to butt in and say that my wedding cost less than fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, you went to Vegas and got an Elvis impersonator. Oh, we'll, we'll get to oh, that. Okay. We were effing livid. How was this supposed to happen without a little help from our friends? And to make matters worse, my ex's family took back their offer. Suddenly, more people backed out, including the See You Next Tuesday maid of honor, my best friend since childhood, my second family. (laughs) To make matters worse, it was only a month before the wedding. To cancel everything would have been more than 5,000. So we've resent out our invites and asked people to donate what they could. I mean, seriously, people, what is a thousand? What is fifteen hundred? Clearly, not a lot. It's a lot. It's it is a, a lot. lot. What is she talking about? The reason she's uh, leaving the country, by the way, is because she has no friends left in America. Yeah. We also set up a GoFundMe that only got us two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> at this point, we were exhausted, tired. I yelled at my ex. I became unravelled. I oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She at became, this point, yep, right at here. this point, she became unraveled. Then it got worse. Not possible. Here's my favorite. My ex came into the room and offered me a Vegas wedding. I laughed in his face, but he was dead serious. He wanted those cheap, raggedy, filthy, whore-like Vegas weddings. I mean, what the F? I had a whore-like wedding. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Was he out of his mind? Am I some hoochie piece of effing trash, a hooker? Am I supposed to like the idea of getting married in the heart of shady gamblers, alcoholics, and the get-rich fallacy? Suddenly, my body began to shake. I entered a panic attack. I then called my maid of honor and cried my eyes out. Instead of sympathy, I was told I was asking for way too much and I should stick to the budget. I mean, no words can describe. How could someone who offered me thousands of effing dollars then deny me my promise money and then tell me to shift down my budget? 
She knows my effing dream was a blowout wedding. I just wanted to be a Kardashian for a day and then live uh, my life like normal. Just go to hell. I called I her a filthy effing poor excuse for a friend and hung up. She then I blocked can't. me on all social media. <laughs> it goes on to explain that then all of her bridesmaids turned against her. Of course. Her husband... Stayed out later and later. She suspected he might be cheating. I hope he was. (laughs) (laughs) Then her bridesmaids told her she was crazy and they wanted their deposit back. Love it. So I said, F you. I refuse to give it back until you can pay me back for emotional distress. Oh, my God. There's then a page missing. And it disturbs me to no end because something something went down, but a page is missing in all of this. But she ends up saying, I'm exhausted. I'm bone tired. My heart is the same. It's stone cold, fragmented, empty. I need to get away from this awful society. How hard could it have been to effing donate, my friends? Do I matter to you? Just effing give me my money for my wedding. <laughs> Goodbye. See you in two months. And a friendly reminder to you. See you next Tuesdays. Don't think you own me. I'm cutting all of you snakes off. I'm living my life alone now. I only let in those I believe have good intentions. XOXO. (laughs) You got a problem, lady. I can't wait till she goes away for two months. Yes. And then she realizes that she's a horrible human being. Do you what think? What makes you think she'll realize that? I don't know. I, you can't maybe. be this far up your own butt yes. and come out. You I just, can't. Um, maybe. I like to picture her coming back to the United States and getting on the phone going, hey. Um, I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> you are not a see you next Tuesday. Right. You do not have to pay me effing money. I may I have gone a little man. <laughs> over the top. <laughs> Really sorry about that. Allie, that's astonishing. It's, uh... Let's all cherish the people in our lives that aren't her. <laughs> shall we? And whore weddings. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. By the way, Allie, there seems to be a uh, write-in campaign to get you an Emmy or something for how you read that uh, Wedding Bride Bitch story a few Thank minutes you. ago. Thank you. I'm I'm willing to play any uh, See You Next Tuesdays in dramatic <laughs> readings from now on. All right. Thank you. I am, uh, I am not aware of Emmys being awarded for radio shows, mm-hmm. but I mean, if, if that happens to be the case, thank you. Do you deserve it? All right, here's the uh, letter that was sent into the uh, Washington Post advice columnist, Carolyn Hacks. Dear Carolyn, I have pretended to go to college for almost four years. Oh, when I actually dropped out my freshman year, I've been working as a temp that, uh, since then and living off campus. My family doesn't know since I fake my grades, my account statements, and and everything. None of them went to college, so it hasn't been too hard to fool them. I use the money they send me to help me afford my room and board. I know I'm going to have to come clean soon because they expect me to graduate with an engineering degree. I just don't know how to do it. They're going to freak out. They're immigrants, and me going to college was their dream. I'm actually thinking of just disappearing for a while and telling them by letter. I know that's a coward's that's way a out. That's a horrible way to do yeah. it. I know it's a coward's way out, but I could come back when it's all blown over, and they'll probably be so relieved I'm back in touch that they won't disown me. Is there a better way to handle this <laughs> that won't get me disowned? A hundred better ways, yes. So he has been accepting tuition money, mm-hmm. essentially, from his poor immigrant parents for four years and isn't in school. Wow. Did he ever enter, do you know? 
It says here he dropped out dropped in out. his freshman year. Okay. So, yeah, he started it, said it wasn't for me, but I'm not going to tell my parents. Probably didn't want to disappoint him. I'm sure at the time he thought it made sense. And at the time he probably thought, yeah, but when I go home for Christmas this year, I'll, I'll break it to him. Right. It wasn't sure. right for me, right? Yeah, but, okay, three months from now, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So as time goes on and he starts to enjoy the money that they're sending him every month, I guess he just felt like there was no reason to burst that bubble for them because they were so proud of him going to college. So this kind of gets us on the topic of your parents are paying for something that you're not using the money for that. What the, whatever it is they think they're paying you for is not where that money's going. Or in the past they did pay for something that you weren't doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that you go to your parents for help with and uh maybe you're not always completely honest about how the money is used. We've never done this topic before. I don't know how it's going to work out. But it is a coincidence that we saw this Washington Post article at the same time that our friend John Cho's movie came out searching last weekend, which is very good, by the way. And he does a little investigation into what his uh, where the money he's been leaving out for his daughter every week goes to and finds out it's not what he thought. My daughter is in a lesson with you right now. Margot canceled her classes six months ago. Six months ago. <sighs> So he's leaving out a $100 bill every single time for piano lessons, and Mm -hmm. she had canceled. So she took the money, and then when he says, hey, how are the piano lessons, honey? She's like, oh, fine, Dad. Pay me again next week. No piano lessons. Later, he finds that she was depositing 100 bucks every week Mm. into an account. Uh, Spoiler alert. Hey, um, spoiler alert. Kevin, you're a terrible... You just said that she didn't do... What? You're a terrible son. How dare you? I mean, let's be honest. You've done you did did nothing but a long series of breaking your folks' hearts growing up. I mean, is there any any way that you participated in a scam like this? I did not. Really? I mean, I did a lot of stuff that Mm -hmm. was not great for my parents. Right. But not that. Mm -hmm. My parents uh, taught me to be honest. And so I think that really stuck with me. And I was an honest kid. And if I screwed up, I'd say I screwed up. I'd admit Mm -hmm. it. But I never did that. Did you, Bean? No, I I don't. Look, I have a terrible memory of my childhood, as you know, but I don't think Because so. you blocked out taking all that money for college? I don't think that was the case. <laughs> I dropped out of college, and I uh, and I told my folks about it, and it was a bad, it was a real bad conversation, because that's all <laughs> my dad wanted me, my dad wanted me to be the first person in our family to ever go to college, you sure. know? Uh, so 1-800-520-1067, 1-800-520-1067, if now or in the past your parents were giving you money for something you weren't using it for, by the way... Um, just as an exercise, you're the guy who wrote this letter to the Washington Post. How? What conversation do you have with your parents? How How do you uh, break the bad news? I mean, I assume that that dude spent the money. Well, yeah, he was yeah. using it for his room to work. So, I mean, there's only there's only one way to handle that, and that's say I, I didn't go to college. I spent your money. I'm really sorry. There's no other way. How else could you handle that? Here's what I think I would do is I think you have to say that and then you have to say, and I realize how deceptive it was and I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed and I'm going to do my level best to start paying you back immediately. Right. Getting a job or I have a job and I'm going to start sending you, even if it's 10 bucks a week, at least I'm going to try some restitution to try to, you know, at least you're not out the money, even mm-hmm. though you're ashamed of. Or they could go with, hey, mom and dad, they just threw me out of college for no reason. And it's two days before graduation. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think adding on to the lie. I'm just trying is... to look at all the angles. No. Right. Okay. I, have, uh... um, I have a friend that did something very oh, similar yes. to this. She was having some issues with her husband and her parents said, 
listen, why don't you guys talk to someone? Why don't you go to therapy? And she was like, listen, we're not going to pay for therapy. That's insane. We'll work it out. Her parents said, because her father is a psychiatrist, let me pay for it for you. It's on me. We'll take the kids that night so you guys go, you do the therapy, then you come back home. You don't have to worry about the kids. They did this for about six months, and they had a date night every two oh weeks. My oh, my God. <gasps> Where they would just go out, have wine, have a great dinner. Worked everything out, so it, it essentially did work. They just uh-huh. needed time alone. So they were doing their own therapy. Right. But that wasn't the original. No. Plan. So shady, right? Wow. Yeah, the plan wasn't take your wife to the movies. That, right. That's not what we were looking for. <laughs> All right, let's take uh, one before the break at 1-800-520-1067. Our old friend, frequent listener and contributor Jody in Huntington Beach is on line one. Jody, welcome to the program. Always good to hear from you. Your parents gave you money for what, and you spent it for what instead? Well, the parents were split up. So my mom was the ever-helpful and successful one that gave money for senior pictures. Mm-hmm. My dad was the one that wasn't working and didn't have... Uh, money for survival so the money just went for like i don't know food or gas or something i never saw it hmm, hmm. So i mean wait, i'm confused so they were giving you money for senior pictures and and you used it for what well if it, it, it was a, if there was one parent that gave money for senior pictures and the other parent spent it it wasn't wasn't exactly me. This sounds really mm. like nothing that we were discussing at all. <laughs> I mean, this is a completely different topic. And maybe you're listening to a different show. Even. I don't know what happened. Oh. I think somehow we're confused. I mean, maybe it's possible, but give our best to Big Boy. All right. 1-800-520-1067. Jody's the story to beat, apparently. Shouldn't be hard. We'll take your calls right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's say good morning to Hillary, and she's calling from New York. Hello, Hillary. Oh, I'm Hi. so sorry I'm so about the 2016 election, uh, Hillary. I, I voted for you, it's and not... I, I'm sorry it didn't work out that well. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Spelled differently, but yeah. Um... <laughs> All right, so the topic is your parents are paying for something, but they're not getting it. You're spending the money on something else. This wasn't you. This was your brother, I understand. It, it was actually my ex-boyfriend's brother, and okay. he went to um, a school out of state, University of Arizona, went there for parents paid for five years. We actually, I'm sorry, I'm outside because inside the music's too loud. Okay. Um, and they, um, he, would, he would come home during vacations, go back to school just like you would, uh, engineering degree. He, um, we all traipsed out there um, for a graduation. He got violently sick. Um, afterwards, about a year later, when the degree, the diploma hadn't arrived yet, his mom asked me to look into it. I okay. wasn't working at the time. So he had made it six years, five years of school, mm-hmm. and another year afterward before his parents started catching on. Well, they kept asking why. Why isn't the degree? You know, where where's the diploma? It hasn't. And these are intelligent people. Um, right. You know, but they just wanted to believe their son so badly. I guess. Sure. Um, I, it got to the point. I had my um, ex boyfriend call and pretend to be him, and you know, because they wouldn't give me the information, they just said he didn't have a degree. Oh. Um, 
And so he had his social and everything and called, and they were like, uh, sir, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have never received a degree from our school. You only took one semester of classes, and then you basically failed out oh of everything. Oh, my God. You this is, this mm. is exactly like the letter that started this conversation. Which I thought ago. had to be fake because it's just too extreme. Yeah. Well, so what, and that person, I would, I would have informed them, hey, just go online and buy a diploma. They're never going to know and just say you don't like the engineering. Hillary. That's smart. I see what you did. Hillary's I like it. Go the, extra, go the extra 10%. Don't go to 90. Go 10. <laughs> you know, you go to the University of America in Samoa and you get yourself a degree and you're set. <laughs> um, what was exactly the, you can print it right off. What was the, uh, I know you got to go here, Hillary, but what was your ex-boyfriend's brother doing with all that time and all that money? Just live, living his best life? He's scuba dived he he lived uh, in off-campus housing um you know he's kind of an introvert bought a lot of gaming type stuff <laughs> um, unbelievable for five years not what his parents yeah. had in mind all right he well figured listen out it was probably a hundred grand worth oh of, my god or better yeah. You uh, you go do your lawyer stuff. We appreciate you streaming us out there, and thank you for your support, and we'll talk to you again, oh, okay? I love you guys. No, I listen to you every day. Thank, thank you, Hillary. Very much. It. Are listeners allowed to put us in the file, by the way, or can we only put each other in the file? I feel like they can. Robert says, uh, Bean's other example after the college letter was your mom is giving you money for tennis lessons. Oh, we all looked at each other like, really, tennis? <laughs> and she would be heartbroken to find out you weren't taking tennis lessons? Yeah. My mom would be disappointed if I were taking tennis lessons, <laughs> says Robert. So apparently I have to go in the Mr. Bad Example file sure. for that. All right, 1-800-520-1067. How about our man Rick North Hills? We're talking about your parents are paying for something. You're using the money for something else. Thank you for listening. Thank you for holding on, Rick. What's going on? Well, I used to go to a Catholic school, and they require you to go to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. So my parents, instead of going to church, would drop me off with that with the, uh, the donation envelope. And I'd basically take that money and go to Tommy's. Tommy's Burgers? <laughs> nice. Yeah, Tommy's Burgers. So you would take your... Why did your parents give you money for the church? Because you put it in the basket as it goes by. But then yeah, why didn't they donation. go with you? They oh, were they smart. Were for that. Right? <laughs> Listen, but, Rick, with everything that's come out yeah. in recent stories about the Catholic Church, I say good on you. I hope you enjoyed your burgers. Yeah, I think you made the right choice. Thank you for the call, sir. We appreciate it very much. Let's try uh, Cameron Valencia, please, line six up next. Or as Beer Mug spells it, Valen Valenica. Valenica mm -hmm. is where Cameron is. Cameron, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, how's it going? Valenica is great. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what happened? Uh, all right. So I had a knee surgery in grad school. And uh, I was supposed to be taking a whole bunch of physical therapy after that. And my parents were sending me money for each visit. And instead of going to physical therapy, I just bought a whole bunch of pot and snacks. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and it made you feel better. It made me feel great. Okay. So it worked. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Same result. Yeah. Thank but you I'm for the call, sir. I'm... You're still what? I'm, I'm wearing a knee brace to work right now. <laughs> but you're super high. <laughs> right. I didn't let's, end so well. Let's go to line eight. And I'm paralyzed. Let's go to line eight. Chris is in La Mirada. He's up next on the Kevin Beach. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's going on, guys? You tell us. So my parents would give me $20 a week for lunch in high school. And I would take that $20 a week, loan it out to people, and I would make over a grand every month. 
Whoa! You're the you're the school loan shark. Twenty bucks a week. So you had eighty dollars, and you would make a thousand. How? I charge people a lot in interest. (laughs) (laughs) Who were these people? Seriously. I mean, it got me my first car, so I'm not complaining. You must have been charging like five hundred percent interest or something. Oh, they'd give me. I'd give them the twenty, and they'd give me back fifty. That's what I. I don't know what to do with this. I don't think Chris could pull this off. What are you guys? Be think? surprised that I could pull off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Chris is freaking me out. Yeah, guys. me too. Me too. <laughs> this just got very sinister. All right. Let's take one more. Uh, how about John, line four, please? John's in Los Angeles. Our final call. Hey, John. Hey, guys. So. Uh, I dropped out of college in uh, 2012, and I've somehow convinced my whole family that I've graduated from NYU, and they've paid for everything from there. Wait, so they didn't want to go to the graduation? You just said, oh, yeah, I graduated. Oh, you're cutting in and out. Try again. It was too much of a hassle. (laughs) And, yeah, it's uh, a big hassle to go see your kid graduate from college. Back to LA last minute. So I feel like this conversation started out strong and uh-huh. then petered out. Well, his phone is cutting in. His phone is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't think we want to end on that one, right? Uh, you want to try one more to make sure. it Sabrina? Okay, <laughs> Sabrina, you're our final hope. Please save the segment. Thank you. <laughs> oh no! All right, Sabrina, what, what happened? Oh well, that other lunch story was way better than mine. I mean, my dad was giving me. <laughs> he was giving me $20 a day because he thought I just ate a lot or something, but I didn't. And by the end of the week, because I would save my money, um, I would just, you know, have a bunch of money to to go out with my friends. Um, yeah, my, my story sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I love Sabrina more than anyone. <laughs> Who's giving, who gives $20 a, a day? day to their kid for food? Were you, like, super fat? I mean, I'm sorry for asking, but how much did he think you needed to eat? Well, he was in jail, so he when he got out, he didn't know how much kids. Oh. Way to go, Bean! Way to bring okay. that up. Wow. <laughs> Everything right. just went south. <laughs> All right, did. All right, I'd like to take back the last ten minutes. Thank you, Sabrina. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. L A N O C S Alternative Rock K R O Q. Give me that uh, fight on song, would you please, from USC? As we welcome the captain of the worst team in USC history, our friend Petros Papadakis from the Petros Money Radio Show on AM five seventy Fox. Sports Radio. P, it's been way too long since we talked to you. Fight on, everybody. Good morning. How are you? We are good. We have missed you so much. Hey, the year that you were captain of the Trojans, Mm -hmm. was that the same year that Joel McHale was among those who won the Rose Bowl that year playing for the University of Washington? No. uh, What year did they win the Rose Bowl? I thought it was 2000. Doesn't that sound about right? So if it was the 2000 Rose Bowl, it might have been the 1999 season. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. All right. Yeah, so it would have been one year before. But, yeah, it's around the same era uh, when he was, uh, uh, what was he, like a walk-on tight yeah. end for uh, for UW? Yeah, he play, he plays it up like he scored all the touchdowns to win the game. <laughs> but I think he I was not know mo- how much he played, but I've seen a picture of him in his uniform, and that's more than I can say for most guys that run around and act like they played football <laughs> in college. <laughs> so, P, is this, uh, are, we, are we at the point where you're a jaded sports professional now and you're, like, not excited that the college football season is almost among us, or are you still, like, super jazzed and you can't wait to see how it all plays out? 
Well, you know, I, I've come to the realization after all these years that if my head falls off on the way to the game, they're still going to kick it off. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. if I die, they're still going to play. Right. And the world is going to keep on turning. So whether or not I'm excited or ready or care, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're still going to play. I, I so. like to think, though, that if you did die on the way to the game, that as a tribute to you, the other Trojans would, like, rip off a nipple each just to kind <sighs> of play for you. Oh, they don't let me do SC games anymore. I piss them off way too much. <laughs> really? <laughs> But maybe the Oregon State team will all simultaneously remove their nipples or something like that. I think the best I can hope for in that situation, guys, is like a fade to black after the second quarter. <laughs> like, a, here's okay. Petros. He died on the way to the game. You know, he was a good broadcaster, sort of. Uh, <laughs> captain of the worst football team in SC history. Mouth breather. And then it fades to black. We'll be right okay. back from Stanford. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's broad strokes this. I don't think we need to get too deep into the weeds here. But what are the overall themes for the uh, Southern California teams as we head into a new season? Well, both of them have uh, what, what should be a true freshman quarterbacks. I think both of them are going to play true freshman quarterbacks. I don't know if that's ever happened with both teams. I know the last time USC started a true freshman quarterback was the year that Pete Carroll got run out of the Pac-12. That was uh, 2009, and it was Matt Barkley. Okay. And uh, UCLA's got a kid from Vegas named Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR. So those those are the two big storylines, really young quarterbacks. And obviously UCLA's a big mystery because Chip Kelly and what they're going to look like and what that practice is like. And uh, they've been basically totally underground. Nobody knows anything about it. They announced they don't a know bu- who's going to start. They have a game on Saturday. They announced so. a bunch of suspensions. Does that mean anything, or no. is it just business I mean, as usual? I mean, people, whenever somebody gets suspended in college football and they say team rule or broke a team rule or, or something like that or, or conduct on becoming a Bruin or whatever – the answer is always reefer. Okay. Oh, all right. Smoking the reefer. Okay, that's absurd. That may or may not be true, but that's really that's been general. my go-to since '95. And what and what about that now? As the laws change in California and across the country, at some point, is that going to be completely a okay whether you smoke weed or not? Well, it should be looked into because. I mean, if you're going to test football players for marijuana, and I'm not saying this is what the UCLA guys are suspended for. I'm just saying it's what everybody else gets suspended for every other time anybody ever gets suspended. <laughs> but uh, if they test you for steroids, you know, that's fine. I mean, those are drugs that will help you, right? Mm-hmm. But if they test you for weed, well, shouldn't they test everybody on scholarship at the whole university, including the faculty for weed? Yes. I so mean, if you're going to be fair, yeah, well, it's not fair. I to mean, they should throw out. fair, but nobody's ever going to take it to court because nobody cares when you're done playing. And when you're playing, you can't say like, hey, I want to smoke weed. I'm going to take the school to court. So it's kind of a conundrum. Gotcha. All right. So the, uh, the Pac-12, um, we have historically been a weak conference. Would you say that is fair? Certainly in recent years, there aren't a lot of champions that come out of the Pac-12. It's How about a conference this year? of champions. Is it, though? But we're talking about football? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Sadly, you're correct. But most I'm football confused. innovations in the last 30 or 40 years have come out of the West Coast in college. So mm-hmm. 
and it certainly has helped too. with all those championships. I guess what my question is, is there any reason to be hopeful to suspect that this is the year that we won't see an Ohio State or an Alabama or somebody like that with the crown at the end? You know, you're part right. I just want to do a little bit of explaining. Uh, when it comes to the Pac-12, we are weaker in a way, but we also don't coddle our teams. You know, USC lost a game last year at Washington State on a Friday night. Uh, the SEC would never send Alabama somewhere in conference on a Friday night. People in the SEC and Big Ten don't play back-to-back road games. They schedule like weenies. Uh, we don't. Honestly, USC has never played uh, a, a lower division school. UCLA has never played a lower division school. I think Washington just did maybe two years ago. So the Pac-12 schedules more bravely, and we don't coddle our teams the way they do in, in some other conferences. That being said, uh, I I think Washington is the bell cow for the conference this year, and if they have a chance to be in the playoffs, it's Washington. Okay. All right, and USC and UCLA with the fresh, fresh, true freshman quarterbacks, is that just totally up in the air? Because we have no idea well, how they perform. Uh, USC's always talented. Uh, the JT Daniels is the name of the quarterback. He's a good player, Didn't but he I leave worry high for school? his safety. Didn't he leave high school early? He did, but he's 19, so you know he was. they held him back, and then he left her. I don't know. Okay. Uh, he's of age. Arizona, Arizona has a quarterback who's 19 years old, and he's a junior. So... <laughs> Wow. How, okay. how dumb was this USC kid? <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you're in high school at 19. It's football related. Okay, understood. Uh, his name's JT Daniels. He's fast. He's good. But can they protect him? Uh, is the offense good enough without Sam Darnold back there to carry them through a season where they can be really successful? I think that's a huge question mark. And UCLA, I mean, nobody knows what they're going to look like. It's it's almost like Married by America, you know, and you just stand there and the curtain <laughs> comes down and it's, you know, it's it's your spouse. Uh, well, that's what UCLA football. But Chip Kelly, I really do have more faith in him as a coach and what he can do than any other coach I've ever seen in the history of the game up close. Yeah, uh, he has certainly had a lot of success. All right, so yeah, you'll be I covering... wouldn't be surprised if UCLA doesn't hit the field blowing people's heads off and, and, and really uh, expanding a lot of people's expectations. Wow. Oh, that's fun. All right, so you're going to be actually doing a UCLA game in a couple of weeks, right? In three but this... weeks, I'll come in. Okay. Okay, that right. sounds fun. This, I'm booking uh... myself. That's okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> this, uh, this weekend, P, where are you going to be? Uh, on Friday night, I'll be at Stanford on the farm to call the uh, Stanford versus San Diego State game, a West Coast run game bloodbath. <laughs> the mighty San Diego State. Can't They're wait. good, dude. They won like 10 or 11 games the last few few years in a row. Don't be a hater. Okay. <laughs> That'll be on uh, Fox Sports 1 if you want to see P all dressed up in a suit and whatnot. Hey, uh, when I when you came on, I said this, and I sincerely meant it. I feel like because we haven't been doing The Bachelor and stuff like that, it, it's been like a million years since we've had you on the Kevin Bean Show, and we really, really miss you, P. So keep in touch and do come in in a couple of weeks, all right? I will. I'm also an expert on Jamaican political violence, if you guys want to do a segment or weekly on that. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Okay, we'll make a note if, we, if that comes up. Petra's and Buddy Radio show am 570 fox sports look for him this afternoon from two till six along with our good friend matt money smith thanks p love you bye now it's the kevin and bean show hey rock selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When my Nana had Alzheimer's. No, you are not right now. <laughs> and I used to visit her. Right. And try to have a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of this last five minutes trying to talk to Allie. Just to try to keep her focused, try to keep her on the same topic. I don't think she can hear us, Bean. I don't think she can hear herself. <laughs> Because she wouldn't be saying all these things. I thought yesterday was your low point. Today <laughs> makes yesterday like you look like you were super sharp. Oh, you're bringing the crazy extra hard today, huh? What's Listen. happening? And Allie, you know Jack Ryan's not a real person, right? Here's Character the, here's from a book. The, you know that, right? That's what confused me so much. So my school, Boston College, just tweeted, hashtag Jack Ryan, just another BC alum saving the world. So I'm like, did John Prasinski go to BC? So I'm trying to figure it out. N- no. Now, I'd just like to point out at this yeah. point, Uh huh. none of us care. No. Right. <laughs> There's no reason for you to drag our poor listening audience who's already <laughs> suffered so much into this circle of hell. <laughs> All right. Turns out the character, Jack Ryan, went to Boston College. Okay. Not a real person. Okay. All right. Well, it is fiction. All right. Okay. Just saying. He went to BC. <laughs> right. Okay. Congrats. You know what I'm just saying? I want you in a grave. <gasps> Harsh, but fair. All right, what's happening? Ethan Hawke, wow. Guilty. Well, no. Here's the thing. In an interview with the film stage, just ahead of his Lifetime Achievement Award at the Locarno Film Festival. Oh, the big one. Right. uh, Hawke (laughs) explained the difference between a good movie and a good superhero movie. Okay. Here's what he said. Now we have the problem that they tell us Logan is a great movie. Well, it's a great superhero movie. It still involves people in tights with metal coming out of their hands. It's not Bresson. It's not Bergman. But they talk about it like it is. I went to see Logan because everyone was like, this is a great movie. And I was like, really? No, this is a fine superhero movie. There's a difference. But big business doesn't think there's a difference. Big business wants you to think that this is a great film because they want to make money off of it. But you're wrong. (laughs) 
Isn't that the point of every movie? They want to make money off of it, Ethan. Of course. And, And, And isn't it just possible to say, hey, those movies aren't for me. Sure. I don't enjoy those movies. Sure. By the way, even objectively, Logan is a good movie. Absolutely. Even objectively. And uh, that's like saying there can't be a good documentary. That's not a real movie. There can't be a good animated movie. That's not a real movie. That's insane it's to put a genre on what can be a good movie and what can't. Like, it's a totally different hmm. thing for him. Hmm. that he, he can't wrap his head around it. How that's are odd. people well, telling you're telling your opinion, but you're so wrong. It's just odd, right? I mean, I'll, uh, this is an opinion that a lot of people will think is wrong, but I believe it to be true. Boyhood blows. That movie sucked, right? Um, I think it was more of a novelty than it was a great Lame. movie. But it wasn't a terrible movie. It's just not much happened. In sucked. It. Just saying. See, like... That's that's what we're up against here. It's I'm, just personal taste, guys. But I'm really right. surprised by Ethan Hawke, who's yes. such a, a film student and yes. such an accomplished director and writer and actor. I'm really surprised that he would have such a narrow view of what's acceptable. Yeah, or is it just, does it make perfect sense? Because he's a bit of a film snob. Yeah, I mean, apparently so. Yeah. You know, he's been nominated for four Academy Awards for his acting. Was he... I did not know that. Was he offered one for Boyhood, which... I think he was. I think he was that Oh, man. Oh, isn't this cool? We're going to watch him grow up. We filmed this over this many years. Still way, sucked. Uh, Christine is uh, seething in the other room. She loved Boyhood. It was her favorite movie of that year. Oh, for God's sake. So she would sakes. like to wrestle you in the parking lot after the show. I believe you just wrote that. <laughs> I did make that <laughs> I would like you to wrestle Christine after the show. All right. Good stuff. And we heard yesterday about the guy that rushed the stage at the On the Run 2 tour. Of course, that's Jay-Z and Beyonce. We were told yesterday that he was initially issued a citation for disorderly conduct and released. Right. Well, it turns out, no, no, he's currently being charged with simple battery. I thought that was odd that they'd just be like, here's a little citation. Be on your way. That is strange. Well, he didn't hurt anybody. or But do we know that? And yeah. he's still rushed a stage. Yeah, but against... he didn't hurt anybody. What else could you charge him with besides simple battery and interfering with something? dancing? Interfering, interfering with the with kickball dancing. change because right? dance is life, right, Kevin? Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it's all very odd. Uh, disturbing the peace, maybe? Sure. Uh, the piece of art I'm watching. <sighs> I am uh, I'm going to wrap this up. You've become my Nana. <laughs> This is really this is a terribly sad transformation. Yesterday you were a young, vibrant woman. Today you're in a home. <laughs> Clearly, you have been damaged somehow, some way, along the way, psychologically. That, yes. That's true. All right. Some birthdays for you. Jason Priestley, Jack Black, Jennifer Coolidge, Army Hammer, Florence Welch, and Shania Twain. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Our friend Jim Jeffries on the TV making an impact. By the way, I think he has come up with something that is very popular, Kevin. He has come out against the policy that is so common here in this country of tipping. Yeah, he's... He's so funny about everything that he talks about. And here, we don't have time, unfortunately, to do a phone topic and have people call in because we know everybody has opinions on this. We'll do this tomorrow. But this is Jim Jeffries talking about the practice of tipping. For our international viewers, here's how tipping works in the U.S. Bartenders, a dollar a drink. 
Uh, restaurant service, 15% at the bare minimum. Strippers get $1 a dance unless it's Tuesday morning and Kathy's on the main stage and she just dropped the kids off at school. In that case, I tip a little extra. That woman's got a family. And then for everyone else, who knows? There's no logic to it. You don't tip a bus driver, but you do if that bus is taking you from the airport to your car. You tip a hairstylist who makes your hair look nice, but not your dentist who does the same thing, but for a different bit of your head. <laughs> tip, not tip. <laughs> and let me say it again, I do tip generously. Many people have said so, mostly after I tip them. <laughs> But you should know that when I'm doing it, I think it's bullshit. I begrudge every second of it. <laughs> That's nice to know. <laughs> every single time he tips, he begrudges it. Right. Yeah. At the end of every meal, I have to conduct an impromptu employee evaluation. Like, <laughs> like, well, you brought me the water and you had good communication skills. And then you drew a competent yet wonky smiley face on the check. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give you 20%. Does that sound fair? <laughs> And the service says, sounds like you're a famous person who has his own TV show and I have access to Twitter. And then I say, good point, let's make it 50. <laughs> it must be really hard for celebrities, though. Absolutely. Oh, sure. I mean, they have to tip more than the average person because uh -huh. of that reason Absolutely. specifically. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, that guy could not get to his phone fast right. enough if Jim Jeffrey sniffed him on a tip. And by the way, I agree with everything he's saying. This is my problem with tipping. Not that people don't deserve a little something-something for extra good service, but it's so inconsistent and so unfair. And let the employers pay salaries. He continues. The unspoken agreement is that the tip amount should relate to the level of service, but that's not really true. Studies show that men tip more than women, boomers tip more than millennials, and Republicans tip better than Democrats. Democrats will pay extra for a cage-free, grass-fed, free-range, vegan, organic, gluten-free chai burger, <laughs> and then not give a f about the person who brought it to them. <laughs> and that discrimination goes both ways. People leave bigger tips for a more attractive service. Not me, though. As far as I'm concerned, beautiful people already have it too easy. I prefer to give me big tips to the uglies of the world. They appreciate it more. You see their beady little eyes swell up in tears and then they try to mouth words of appreciation like, I'm so happy. I, I'm not paying attention. I'm distracted by their wobbly necks. They're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, we, we have to talk about this because I know even as it's easy for me to say just pay a decent salary, that there are a lot of people who run particularly small businesses who say, I can't afford to pay what servers, for instance, in restaurants need to live on. Mm -hmm. I need those tips to make it up but you know, to they? those employees so I that they have the opportunity to don't. work here. I think some do and some don't. Oh, yeah. I, no, I, I agree. Uh, it'll be. It would be interesting to hear from the people who de depend on those tips, though. How right. I feel about it. If there is, I mean, look, I'm sure this uh, this has been talked about many times, on and off over the years. I'm sure people. There are certainly restaurants, as an example, that have come up with a no tipping policy. Some have been successful with it. Some have not. So I don't. I don't know what the answer is. But I. I think I'm with Jim. More on this uh, tomorrow morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. At least hear what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bean loves Weird Al.
Everyone loves some, Weird Al. Too much. might say too much. Right. It's but, impossible to love. There's, however amount of love I give to Weird Al mm-hmm. is not as much as he deserves. And I will say this about Weird Al. Everybody that has been, even in the most minimal contact with the man, speaks volumes, just raves about him. He truly is just a beloved man. Yeah, go on. Which is odd for <laughs> Bean because you usually you usually put people on a pedestal that don't deserve to be there. But I think I'm going to allow you this one, Bean. That's well, what I'm so saying. Good. Yeah. No, uh, there, there's there's nothing for you to poo poo about Weird Al. No, you can't point to anything and go, yeah, but what about? Yeah, there isn't. Okay. I appreciate it. So kudos you, finally. But he has sold more than 12 million albums as of 2007. And he, well, he received four Grammy Awards along with 11 more nominations on top of those. He won the Grammy for Best Comedy Album in 2015. He's had four gold records, six platinum records in the U.S., and again, beloved. I mentioned it a few hours ago. Amazing curls. I don't understand how they look so good, so defined, yet not heavy. It's not like they're wearing them down. That is a gift. That hair is a gift. Why am I bringing all this up? I'm not positive. Because he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame still yesterday. Still the hair thing, though, is still yeah, odd. I'm okay. just saying, a lot of people with curly hair will understand that. Like, okay. it, sometimes it's just the curls aren't as defined. They could look frizzy, but sometimes they just look heavy. But he's out. By the way, what about his skin regimen? The man is nearly 60. Yeah, skin looks he great. He looks fantastic. And, and can we discuss his wife, Suzanne? Uh, sure. Yeah. She has She's lovely also. She has, first of all, a bob. I know this is getting way What's in, happening in the right now? hair. But she's got <laughs> this bob on. of some of the most gorgeous gray hair. You rarely see a beautiful head of gray hair in a stylish cut. Like I'm really happy for her. She's a <laughs> what else you got? Gorgeous woman. <laughs> and who has a better collection of Hawaiian shirts than Weird Al? Right? Plus I'm those free. shoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Guys wearing vans? Are you kidding me? No one's He's better at it. Adorable. He got his well-deserved star, and he had this to say about how they should be taking care of it. Please, please don't pickaxe my star, okay, guys? I mean, I know it's all the rage these days, but that's not cool. Just you know, that's that's rude. Just please don't do that. Unless at some point in the future I do something unfathomably monstrous and evil, in which case, sure, fine, okay, go ahead. I, yeah, makes sense. But anything short of that, please limit yourself to spitting and urinating, okay? I Have some class, people. I mean, that would be the respectful thing to do yeah. is only spit and urinate on I like that spitting and urinating is having class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point, it <laughs> kind of is. Oh, goodness. This uh, This is my favorite story of today. John Goodman opened up about his co-star Roseanne Barr and how depressed he got about the cancellation of the show. He talks about just being completely brokenhearted about it, how he reached out to her when she gave up all the rights to the spinoff show, The Connors, and how it was going to proceed without her. 
But the reason it's my favorite story is because ABC is playing it so close to the vest about how they're going to tell the story of why Roseanne is no longer a part of the show. Is she going to be dead? Is she going to run away? Is she going to move? Like, there's no one that knows this because... Divorce, rehab, divorce, there's a lot anything. of different plot points. Absolutely. And they are not letting scripts out. They are telling people to be really quiet about this. Nobody knows what's happening. Okay. And then here's what happened in this interview. Since ABC has remained so mum about this, Goodman does have an idea. He told the Times what he pictures his character doing in the show. Okay. This is his quote. It's an unknown. I guess he'll be real mopey and sad because his wife's dead. <laughs> what? John Goodman. Would you like to take that back? <laughs> So everyone's been keeping it a secret. And then he says that his character is going to be very brokenhearted because she's dead. She's dead. We'll just be mopey and stuff because she's dead. Oh, that's right. That's funny. Or could this be the best troll ever? Because that's not what happens. Who knows? Either way, I just love it. I just love him thinking he's sitting down to do an interview with the Sunday Times and then he lets that go. That is funny. It's just good stuff. Bong, bong. Bong, bong, indeed. And we've been talking about how it's uh, pumpkin spice latte day. It's sure. back at Starbucks. People are, are really enjoying that. Is your feed already being flooded with images of people who have already gone out to Starbucks to get their pumpkin spice latte? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, Eric Goldman tweeted, not only the picture of his latte, but also of what appears to be a lovely pumpkin scone. So he says the pumpkining has started. You see that? You see that? You see how white people do? He is white. Mm. He is indeed white. So, I mean, it's happening, you guys. You can only wish to contain the pumpkin spice latte. I mean, it is odd in late August, but okay. Yes. Not even September yet. It is not. Okay. It is not. It's still in the 90s, a lot of places in this country, you guys. Oh, yeah. They are having a heat wave move on in to the East Coast. So Mm -hmm. you think that's going to stop people from getting that? Drink? I'm oh. guessing not. Yeah. You get any feedback from uh, your complaint about the sweaty pie yesterday, Ellie? No, because I've discussed this for years. Pumpkin pie is disgusting. It's great. Because people feel that it's okay just to have a pie sitting there with little droplets of sweat in the middle. It's That's not sweat, disgusting. though. disgusting. You're eating sweaty pie. What's There's wrong with you There's a lot of foods people? that have moisture on oh. them. If you have a steak, it has moisture on it. Yeah, it's not beads of sweat. I'm telling you, it's not sweating. What does it mean? Nothing in a pumpkin pie has sweat glands. Well, what is it then? Because there are drops of something on it. Thank you. I don't know what it is, but you know that it's not sweat. But what is it then? What is it? If it's not sweat, what are those droplets? some sort of condensation, perhaps. Mm. Of sweat. (laughs) I'm just saying, pumpkin pie is disgusting, and I'll never give that up. How about pumpkin bread? How do you feel about pumpkin bread? Eh. Does banana bread still exist? Uh, sure. Yeah. How do you feel about pumpkin beer? No. No. No, it's just, it's sweet. It shouldn't be sweet. Pumpkin is fine in a candle. Let me smell your candle. <laughs> just, Are we still talking about I'm not sure. Pumpkin? I'm not <laughs> okay. sure. So I've been your Nana today, Bean. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Uh... Hey, um, I don't want to... Look, oh, this no. show Here is a disaster go. today anyway, so I might as well. <laughs> might as well. Um, pecan pie has whatever pumpkin pie has on it. Pecan pie also has on it. It's something in the in the pie baking process. 
Do you have any problem with pecan pie? I've never noticed a sweaty pecan pie. Yeah, it's got the same thing on top no, of it. No, no, it doesn't. No sweaty it does. It, it absolutely does. It doesn't have sweat. Nope. No it's just nuts. that it doesn't have a shiny, reflective surface like the pumpkin pie does because the top of the oh, pecan pie has so pecans a, on it. It's a trick of the eye. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. All right, Bean. That's what All I'm right. saying. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Stay on target. Stay on target. There's been no target today. Correct. Woo! Happy birthday, Army Hammer, Florence Welch, Shania Twain, Jennifer Coolidge, Jason Priestley, and Jack Black. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Ali. So uh, SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home at 5 p.m. today on K-Rock. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin Abincho Animal Stories. This time we mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, we're having a problem with our email with the reply all. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's so bad. How did that... How are we able to... How is anyone in the company able to reply all? I thought that was only for management. Yeah, this is a new thing. Like, somebody let the safeguard off. Uh-huh. It's bad. I need and to do it People are taking advantage of it. Because la- because the last time it got outlawed is because I was saying things that were I thought were funny. Right. So, like, like somebody, the head engineer, would uh, send out an email saying, hey, everybody, the fire alarm is going to go off at, five, at 10, 15, but don't worry about it because it's just a fire alarm. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. We're just testing it. Right. And then I would say, reply all, and I would say, hey, everybody, just want to let you know I'm going to light a real fire at 10, 14. Just to be funny. And then they came to me and they said, you can no longer do reply all. So apparently they've forgotten about that and they're they're allowing it again. Uh, and also tomorrow morning we've got more tickets for Six Flags Magic Mountain on the Kevin and Bean Show. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.